Hello and welcome back to Thoughts, Feelings, Emotions. We're having a nice chilled episode today because it's late at night and we're all really tired. I'm your host, Dan Weller, and I'm joined with you, as always, by our excellent co-host, Danny Frankham. Yo, what's up? I'm the reason why we're doing a chilled episode. Because <laughs> it is currently 11pm at night and people are sleeping above me, so we're going to be a bit quiet. Yeah, nice and... Let's relaxed, chill. Um, let's start the podcast off with uh, what the F we went up to. Uh, it's a section where we go through what we have watched or played in the past week and let you know if we would recommend it. So, what have you been doing, Danny? Well, you take a guess. What was meant to arrive last this Thursday that I have now got? Yes, I, I saw the messenger uh, photo that you sent. Yes, a... and our debate of who spent the most money in the week. <laughs> and I was like, don't know, I can't bother to get involved in this conversation. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I now have a PlayStation 5, uh, but I haven't been playing it much because I only had it for two days. Uh, we're currently recording on Friday, so I've only had it for a day. Uh, I've currently played Destiny 2, obviously, and it does load quickly, and I played a bit of Rocket League, and it does load quickly. So you now have got the uh, same uh, boot-up speeds I do. Or Destiny. Well, to be honest, I can get quicker ones on uh, Chromecast, uh, the Google Stadia. That is true. <laughs> that don't count. The Stadia. It's not a real, yeah. real thing. Although I have been playing Stadia, uh, which goes into our other thing of I've been playing super hot on Google Stadia, which is a, like, you stop and then the enemies stop. And then when you move, the enemies move. And it's like a geometric red, like, characters. And it's just like a... Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I have seen it. I was going to get it for VR. For the, the yeah, PSVR, it's, it's I was a good game. But yeah, I, it's a lot of fun. I like saving money. Uh, That's my problem. True. It's free on Stadia if you pay for the subscription thing. Uh, but basically... Is there Alexa going off in the background? <laughs> my Alexa's just doing something. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> it's having a grand old time. It's, it's talking about something about the Queen. Hmm. Fun. I don't know why. But yeah, uh, other than Super Hot, I played a bit of SteamWorld Dig on Stadia, uh, which is like just a digging game, which I always I I've 100% completed last time I played it on PS3 or PS4, I think PS4. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of what I've been watching this week, uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special I went and watched it was all right, bit dumb and goofy. Nothing super special to say. It was only 45 minutes, which surprised me. So would you not recommend it then? I would, if you like Lego's humor, which is just like a sarcastic piss take of what the real world events of what they actually do in the movies and then kind of extrapolate it to make it more comical. Yeah, I do enjoy that because the Lego Star Wars game is one of my favorite games of all time uh, for PS2 and stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to that re-release of the complete saga. I think the only sort of Lego game I played was Lego Indiana Jones back in the day. Mm. I kind of wanted to get the Lego Marvel's Avengers game because that looked fun. And it seems to be the only good Marvel's Avengers game. <laughs> yeah, um, so that, the uh, Avengers I, game didn't like, get off to a good start, did it? No, did you see they lost like 46 million? Oof. Yeah. And that was like their first time losing money. Oh, wow. um, really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I've been kind of watching Kung Fu Panda 2 because I hadn't watched any of the sequels to Kung Fu Panda. Neither have I, actually. I just... nah, it's all right. Like, I'm not a big fan of the Kung Fu Panda franchise. I think they're good-ish movies. Like, they're a good solid standard of, like, animated kids' films. Like, they're better than about some of the others. And then I just decided to watch two SpongeBob movies. Uh, I watched the first one again. And then I watched the new one that came out this year. Uh, first one's still good. Second one is a bit hit and miss, really. I mean, I can't imagine the second one being that good. No, it's got a weird art style that I'm not that big a fan of. It does look very weird. I mean, the first one actually looks Spongebob. Yeah, it's like the actual cartoon like character like shading. But this one's like 3D and everything. And it's kind of, it's just, it's got a weird feel to it. Doesn't fit the vibe of Spongebob. Nah, it feels a bit bit too out there um but speaking of things that fit with the vibe the mandalorian episode four yes uh came out today yep uh, what do you think of it I, I thought it was all right it's not my favorite of the episodes i mean i'm sort of still get more and more confused because 
I'm very sort of new to the Star Wars lore, and everything's a bit jumbled in my brain. To be honest, I thought that they were going to go in that because they in the I think recently they've come out and said that uh, Emperor Palpatine uh, is was a clone of. So it's not Emperor Palpatine from the original trilogy. It's a clone of him or a clone body. So that's where I thought they were going with the um, cloning of Baby Yoda to make like a a, a, a clone that was force sensitive. Right. Yeah, so that yeah. it could. But it doesn't look like it's going that way because it looks like they're just doing a generic army. I'm not but sure. Maybe... I feel like. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, spoilers by the way. Um, yeah, spoilers for the whole episode, because they had those kind of test tube things at the end, and I thought that was something to do with smoke. Yeah, because I mean, if, I think it's um, in the Rise of Skywalker they have those test tubes when they meet Palpatine again, which I think right. are mini smokes. Uh, yeah, like the smokestack things where they just let stuff rise up, right? Yeah, Is yeah. That what you're talking? Yeah. So I thought maybe it's just like kind of how smoke was created by a baby Yoda. Mm. Are they trying to tie uh, in the um yeah, to the new films? That was a very controversial thing to bring him back. So I mean, they're they're probably. I hope they're not trying to tie it in, but it might also be a good thing to make their most popular Star Wars thing currently sort of justify their terrible decision making in bringing him back. Yeah, but, I think it's. Uh, I'm, they should have done don't. it. The first place. I just, I think they should have stuck with the original director of those movies and had that original plan because it seems so much better from the leaked stuff that they've had come out, and like some of the f- concept art and everything. Like there was a Chewbacca torture scene between him and Kylo Ren, and Chewbacca's like being forced mind controlled or like by, by Kylo Ren. And but then Chewbacca like forces memories from his past childhood into his head, and then it just kind of breaks him. That does sound actually really he, cool, and that would have been yeah more um kind of satisfying. Um, yeah. Whereas whereas the Rise of Skywalker seems to just do nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Like why is Rey on Tatooine at the end? She has no connection. I'm not to that it. mad at Rise of Skywalker. It does have kind of it does have a few cool scenes in it. It's I don't like it's just it's just such a I when I went and watched it. I just felt bland when I came out of it. And then when everyone else kind of went and... Because I, I have this gauge of if a Star Wars movie is good. is basically whether or not one person I know likes it or whether or not one person I know likes it. And if it's one of them, I know it's a bad film. And if it's the other one likes it, then I know it's a good film. So <laughs> if it, it it's, it's my gauge of whether or not it's a good movie. And the one who... I, if they don't like it, likes it. Like if they, if the one who I think should like likes it, then it's a bad movie. And then the one who, that's so confusing. <laughs> confusing me. <laughs> it's yeah, it's too late in the night. Um, but yeah, basically, if one of them likes it, then it's a bad movie. And if one of them likes it, it's a good movie. But the one who likes it, which is a bad thing, liked it. So that's my gauge. Well, you know, and, so because someone likes it, you're gonna hate it. No, but it's mainly because they have terrible taste in movies, and so and they have terrible views on things. So, that that you kind of know where their their viewpoint lies in terms of what they want from a movie, which is straight white male saves the day, does things heroically. Brilliant, sounds fantastic. I think my problem yeah. with the Star Wars films or the Star Wars saga, I should say, for the actual main trilogies of films, is that it's all just one story. I mean, I get that's kind of the art of the Star Wars films, but I would still... It's why I prefer Marvel. It's all individual stories. You can actually, for the most part, you can pick up any one Marvel film and you can watch it. Yeah. Which you can't well, that's really hopefully... do with Star Wars. Well, yeah, that's what hopefully they're doing with the new trilogies that they're planning. Because apparently the Skywalker saga is done. That's all they're doing. So I'm hoping that that means that the Mandalorian isn't going to try and tie into it and everything. Because... It just makes the universe so much smaller if everything just revolves around this one family fighting this one other family for the last 40 to 70 years or however long it is. Yeah, I really hope The Mandalorian does go into the new films. It would be a lot better. Yeah, I'm happy if it just stays as its own thing. I don't nec- I don't need it to. Like, I want that because they're go doing... Maybe not into it, but maybe just more of a sort of reference it. 
There's yeah. like, oh yeah, this, this this happens and then that that one little thing gets referenced in the new films. Yeah. Well, they I I I the only thing I've kind of liked is the prequel like mentions and everything in it because I like the little pit droid things that are there. I don't like that character who owns the pit droid people. I think that character is a bit annoying. Yeah, I that do lady. Agree. She is. Um... Yeah, I don't know why they brought her back, but I like the pit droids. The pit droids are good because I always just enjoyed the pit droids because they're again in the Star Wars game they're fun to play as. I think it's like every time I see them talk about the New Republic, it just makes me even more annoyed that in The Force Awakens, they just destroyed the New Republic straight away. Yeah, they built nothing towards it. It, it really annoys just... I, I, If they did it in the last film, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. If, if you know what I mean, yeah. like, you know, the first film was like, oh yeah, look at this New Republic. Second one is like, oh, something's happening. And the third one, it was destroyed. Like this... well, well, someone pointed out to me, what is the New Republic's like rule of the galaxy why does the why why is the back what is the background of the um first order the yeah, first first order, order, right? yeah and it's like Should be named. what are their motivations why are they doing this why is the empire the new um republic worse for what they want to do but you don't get any of that backstory and as much as the prequels are heinous at doing it they do give you a backstory as to how chancellor palpatine got into power because of trade routes and everything and i don't want that necessarily but i do want them to give backstory like subtle hints to us why it's a i think there's sort of like a fine line of how much you need if you you go kind of too less and it's not enough backstory if you go too much it's too much just exposition and you, you have to kind of it's really hard to stick on that line yeah, The Mandalorian's doing a good job so far balancing nostalgia versus actual character development and plot development. The Rise of Skywalker tilts so much into nostalgia that it pisses me off. And I, I call that movie a nostalgia porn movie because it's just only focused on nostalgia rather than actual character and plot motivation. And it just it suffers because of it. Because basically they throw out all of the character development from the last film to try and just shove nostalgia in your face to please a certain group of star wars fans yeah i suppose it it, it blew up in their face and backfired i suppose i don't really have that when i watch star wars i have no nostalgia because like i said i've only watched it this year yeah so this movie just seems perfectly flat to you but then for anyone who is super no but i mean in terms of your actual like enjoyment of star wars all of the movies are pretty much the same to you right yeah more or less i mean some are like a bit more like oh yeah but for, yeah. for those parts oh one story yeah so for me it goes up and down a bunch because i like the prequels i think the prequels and the original trilogy are basically flat movies because i watched them as a kid all in the row and they're all basically the same to me and then these new ones force awakens is dropped down by a bit because it's basically the same movie and then the right, like Last Jedi changed things, so it goes higher up. Rogue One goes higher up because it tried to change things. Han Solo goes down because it tried to nostalgia bait me. And then Rise of Skywalker goes down because it tried to nostalgia bait me. And I'm not someone who likes nostalgia. <laughs> like, nostalgia is such a fucking annoying thing for me. And I just, it just, <laughs> like, if it's done well, it's good. Like, the Lego movie is nostalgic because it's all those little ki- characters and everything that you played with as a kid. And it does a very good job of balancing the tone and the like stuff between it. But then you have like a movie that is so like it uses the character like the nostalgia to character push the people into the right directions. But then with the Rise of Skywalker, it just kind of it and the Force Awakens kind of shoves that nostalgia and doesn't change anything. Basically, it just shows it to you because you go. It's like the member berries from South Park. Remember, member there. I don't know, I've never really seen South Park. Uh, basically, they're a little uh, grape thing that just says, do you remember pop culture reference? And then everyone goes, yes. And it's basically, it gives you that uh, uh, dopamine shot, basically, in your brain. And then oh, everyone okay. gets addicted to them because it's just, do you remember that? Do you remember that? And it's just giving you that pleasure center of, oh, do you remember that? It's like, oh, do you remember that speeder? It's in The Mandalorian. But it's like... Oh, do you remember uh, Han Solo? He's here for no reason because <laughs> it's a, such a small universe. But you know, it's I just I think a good way of doing it is sort of more Easter egg based rather than actual yeah. story driven based. Like look at um, Endgame, where I was mm. like one of my most 
favorite scene in Endgame is when uh, the the portal scene and then Falcon just goes on your left. Yeah, and I think that's that... a bit nostalgia because I mean it's harder to do nostalgia when it's been only ten years, whereas Star Wars has been for forty years. I think plus. there's still there's a, a sense of nostalgia to it. Yeah, but it's it's so new that it's not as nostalgic. Like nostalgia is from. So well, my point is like, that fun. that line hasn't driven the story, right? That, that that's fan service more than nostalgia, because it's that sort of fan hit. But at the same time, that's all nostalgia is. It's just fan over time. Yeah. But if let's say, or somehow, you know, that's a small event or something driven the whole story of the film, it wouldn't be good. It's like the Stan Lee cameos. They're fan service because it's been a staple. Sad that he's not going to be in them anymore. But you know. That sort of, sort of, you know, it's familiar, so you look for it, sort of thing. And then if you're dedicated enough, you'll look for it, and then you get that shot of "I'm a dedicated fan." It is, it's a little predatory in terms of like trying to get you to continue sticking with something. But I, if done right, it's good. But if it's done bad, it does fucking piss me off. Like the Justice League movies and the Batman v Superman movie is basically. Do you remember this comic book panel? Then it's just translated shot for shot, but the character development behind the comic book panel isn't there. So it means nothing. It's just that one shot. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. It's like it's empty behind the nostalgic picture. So for Star Wars, it was empty because it was just, oh, Luke, uh, Ray is holding Luke's lightsaber. It doesn't matter because this character has had no attachment to it. it. You only care because it's Luke's lightsaber. But the reason why she has it is completely irrelevant. She finds it in a box and they go, oh, we won't tell you how we get this lightsaber. It's just here because you remember Luke's lightsaber. It's that it's that empty hollowness behind why you like it only because you like it but there's no reason for it to be there. If it has a reason to be there, then it makes more sense. Yeah. I, mean, I think we've hated on uh, the Visor Skywalker enough now. I think we should move on to the interchangeable topic of the week, mm. which is, why does it exist? So, for this week, we're going to question, why does this exist? Which is Twitter's new feature of fleets. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what fleets are, fleets are basically temporary tweets that will be deleted after 24 hours. Yeah. Basically, Snapchat stories or TikToks or whatever. Well, TikToks don't delete. It's still permanent. So it's more t- uh, Snapchat. Yeah, or uh, Instagram stories or whatever they are. Those things. Where I don't know. Like, I don't use my social media. It's, it's those stupid little bubbles that. It's like YouTube has them as well. Yeah, it's YouTube those stupid stories. little bubbles that sit at the top of your screen, and then they're just there for people to click on, and then they disappear after you've watched them, and it's like. Why does Twitter need this? Is Donald Trump going to start using these so that he can say racist shit without it staying there permanently? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like, I might be trying to get rid of sort of all those um, events that happen kind of later on. Like James Gunn got sacked because of tweets. I think got yeah, tired but that was, that was manufactured just to get him fired. It's such a weird thing that Disney actually caved to it and then immediately backtracked because they went, oh, fuck, we've been tricked but then they couldn't kind of admit it, so they just kind of let it sit and then just sort of brought him back, but it was already too late because he'd gone on to do DC. Sad times. Anyway, back onto fleets. Mm-hmm. It just seems really dumb because you could just, you know, delete your tweet. Yeah. I mean, I don't see I don't see the point. of. Also, it doesn't really work for Twitter because it's video, isn't it? I thought fleets was just like... a message. I just deleted 24 hours. No, I think it's video. That's even weirder. Yeah, I think it's the same sort of thing as Instagram, where it's that video format. Why have they done that? I don't know. It's not going to work. It's not going to kick off. Surely not. Yeah. No, it will be popular because it's on Twitter, but it won't be. It won't do anything because it will just. It will just fill up people's timeline, and people will get pissed off with it, and they'll delete it in like a year and a half when they realize no one's using it because everyone's already got an app that can do it. Exactly. Why would you use Twitter as well? Yeah. 
I don't understand why apps steal other people. Like, it's Facebook all over, because Facebook stole Snapchat stories, uh, Instagram stories from Snapchat. And it's like, why? Money! I guess, yeah. But the I find it so weird with Instagram, because everyone hates Facebook, but Instagram is owned by Facebook, and everyone loves Instagram. And it's why I don't use either. Mm. But it's just this weird thing that all these people are like, I hate Facebook. And then it's like, but I use Instagram. And it's like... But the same fucking company. You're, I don't want to share all my personal stuff on Facebook. I'll share it all on Instagram, though. Do, do people not realize that it's the same I think company? it's just kind of age brackets of social media. So, like, your uh, Facebook is your middle-aged to uh, older generation, and then your Instagram is more your younger generation now. And your yeah. celebrity, social media, uh, celebrity stars. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Just sort of... And Twitter is for your angry, racist grandparents. Exactly. Or uncle. Or Trump. Yeah. There you go. Although the only one I use is Twitter just because I like comedians and they make some good stuff. But I can't be asked to look at people's photos on any other thing. Anyway, that's it for why this exists for this week. I'm going to move on to headliners. So the biggest headlines we could find this week that are not political. And will not make us angry. Well, (laughs) should make us angry. Um... The first one is uh, Twitch is donating $1 million to Able Gamers. Yeah, which is nice because. Uh, nice kind thing. Also, to do. also, they're doing a. Um, you know, the uh, Game Awards. Yeah. They've, they've now set up a, a Game Awards to celebrate developers who make uh, like accessibility for disabled gamers. Oh, that's good. That's a nice thing. Yeah. Everyone should game. Yeah. So there's a. Um, streaming award celebration uh that celebrates uh if the game does accessibility so like uh assassin's creed uh valhalla uh the last of us 2 a bunch of other games have all been nominated for awards to like celebrate be like the assess- accessibility of gamers that's, that's which good. is nice i mean everyone should be able to rage at call of duty yeah one thing I'll give Xbox credit for is they did make that sick-ass controller that is like a block and it ha- it can plug into so many different things and it's like designed to be used by as many people as possible. Yeah, it has like 22 ports, I think, on it. Yeah, and someone even wired it into a, a uh, wheelchair and it was you could use the little joystick on your wheelchair to make it so that you could move in the game and it was super <laughs> sick because it was because the person couldn't use any other things except for their wheelchair controller so they just made it so that it plugged into that i've now got a vision it, of a man in a wheelchair trying to control a game and then just moving the wheelchair while trying to move in the game make vr a lot for more fun if you could do it like that <laughs> next gen vr is in the wheelchair mm. oh yeah have you seen the rumors that um playstation has said that they are that um there is the potential that they're either going to make the PlayStation VR better on PS5 or they're making a new PS5 VR. I feel like it's, it's, they should just make a new VR. I think they are, but they kind of said that, oh, we're, we're still committed to VR, so whether or not that's a new headset or they're, they're committed to making the PlayStation 5 uh, uh, the PlayStation 5 more compatible with the current PlayStation VR. I think it makes sense to sit with VR. It does seem... I know it hasn't really kicked off yet. It's uh, PlayStation, I think, is the best-selling. It could mainly because of affordability. I mean, I know now yeah. Oculus is now cheaper. Yeah. But previously, you had to have maybe like a three, $400 headset unit on top of another $800 gaming PC. It yeah. was very expensive. And then at the time, PlayStation was very affordable. Mm. I mean, what, new PlayStation? And, also ev- and it's also a much wide because you don't need a eight thousand pound pc or whatever it is no no exactly and you just have a box and it does work well i really enjoyed my vr stuff when i have when i ever get a chance to play it and it's it's just a pain to set up if i think they need to make wireless quicker or like streamable yeah i I still think i do i think um the big thing uh, i hope they start using 8k technology in the headsets Mm. because when they put 8k screens in the headsets however I know it would be a bit expensive at the minute, but when they get affordable, it will just greatly improve the quality. And I think that's the biggest I downside of VR at the minute, is just the quality of the visuals. Yeah, I I still think if Google ever stepped up its gaming prowess, they own a VR 
company, they own a streaming company, and they own uh, a hardware company. If they just crushed all of those together, they would dominate in the VR headspace because one, they could just stream high-powered games to a headset using Stadia. They would. They also own a mobile phone manufacturer, so even if they still wanted to do mobile phones in a screen, they could just do that. And they own hardware so that they can do the controllers and everything. And they own uh, so many camera sensor-operated things that they could do the tracking, no problem. Well, you never know. And they have voice assistant. You never know. That might be their plan. Well, no, because they killed Daydream, which was their hardware division oh. for their phones. That, that, yeah. that, okay, that's dead then. <laughs> never mind. Well, yeah, it's just uh, Google seems to have this problem where they commit to something and they just cut it. And it's just like, ugh. Which is why everyone was worried about Stadia, because it's like, oh, if they don't get enough traction, they'll just cut it. But I think Google, Google's kind of realized that gaming is such a big market that they can try and take a percentage. But even then, it's like they haven't done the gaming space. It's like Amazon as well. Amazon's struggling because they've got they own Twitch, but they they're trying to make games as well. Because there's but they've lost games. They've cancelled games as well because they recently cancelled a game that they had in beta for ages or released and then went back into beta because it was broken and it was like an MMO shooter, Battle Royale. It was a mess because it was just so many different genres shoved into one. And then the I was talking to someone earlier, uh, recently about this and it was um, Google and Amazon are two completely un... like two completely different things from gaming that they have all this access and money but they haven't got the like background in gaming. So what they'll probably do is just buy gaming studios like Microsoft's doing. Yeah, I see what you mean. Rather than trying to... Because they're they're trying to build their games from the ground up, but they don't realize how expensive and difficult it is to build a game. It would be a lot easier to just, you know, buy like like a Bethesda or an Insomniac. And they just get them to make some sort of exclusivity, get like a really good game. That's what you yeah. need to get your platform off. I mean, it's how Nintendo sells well. If Nintendo didn't have their Mario or their uh, Pokemon games or etc., whatever you buy, yeah, or PlayStation didn't have their exclusives. Yeah, it wouldn't, Xbox wouldn't sell has well. their. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that because I was just like, that's just an interesting thing for me. Cause, uh... Talking about PlayStation exclusives, mm. HBO has now given a series order for the Last of Us TV show. Yeah, it was mentioned uh, a while back that the there was going to be a TV show of The Last of Us, and I have been very, very skeptical on this because it is because the rumor is that they're going to translate the game to the TV. That's which, not going to work. Uh, no, but I kind of hoped that what The Last of Us TV show would be is. They take completely different characters, but it's still set in that same world. So it's like a side story. Yeah, they should have done so, that. That would be much yeah. That's what I'm hoping it is, because they still haven't confirmed that it is a just straight-up like game to screen. And I don't know. I hope I hope it's something different. I, I trust it, because the game director who wrote The Last of Us and wrote The Last of Us Part 2 and all of like the studio like at Naughty Dog is kind of behind this as well. And it's also directed by, I think, the guy who did Chernobyl and all of those other shows. I don't know if you ever watched Chernobyl. I have heard of it, but I've not watched it. Yeah, apparently it's a very good TV show. Um, but I haven't watched it because don't, we don't get HBO over here. And I think it's Sky who gets the rights to any HBO stuff. Yeah, well, it's a bit different because it used to be Sky Atlantic showed the HBO stuff that was actually shown on um, the actual TV show, not on HBO Max. Mm. Whereas HBO Max, I think, usually comes to like Netflix or another streaming service somewhere along the line. Yeah, they're so spread out and it's always weird. Which is leads us on to our next thing. Uh, Justice League, because of HBO and HBO Max is getting a new Justice League. Uh, a new Justice League trailer came out this week. And a new picture of what Steppenwolf looks like. And my god, it still looks absolute garbage. I cannot stand anything coming out of this Justice League news. I mean, I saw the new trailer and I didn't know it was a new trailer. It looked almost identical. 
Yeah, I don't get the choice of song. I don't get the hallelujah slowed down sung with a different person. And it's just it's just so cringy and I hate it. I think it's just, and you, also, know, oh, you know, it's a good song. I should put it on there. Yeah, there you go. Also, like what do you think of Darkseid? Because Darkseid looks absolute garbage. Like the guy at the beginning. It just looks... It just I mean, looks I, don't, I don't hate on DC, just for the sake of it. I don't want to hate on them, but they do so many dumb things. Like, they let Zack Snyder in charge, and I just can't stand if it. If they were actually committing to this properly, then they should just make it maybe two series or something. A two TV series TV show. It's a four-episode movie. But I don't feel like that's a good way of doing it. No. And also everyone who's going, oh, just uh, Zack Snyder's getting his original vision. No, it's not. Because his original vision was like a two-hour, 30-minute movie. And it was, it's it's not what it is. Because he's had the potential ability of 2020 hindsight going, oh, people didn't like this. People didn't like that. I wanted to change some things. I get more control. I get to make it longer. I get to add stuff. So it's not what his original vision is. So everyone who's saying, oh, Zack Snyder gets to do his original vision is full of crap. Yeah, sort of cheating away, really. Yeah. He gets a redo of something that's going to be four hours long, split across four episodes, I think, is what the plan is. And he's giving it to people on a streaming service that's free and it's too big to fail at this point. So even if it is bad, people are going to still say it's good. So... I suppose there you go on it really just dc fanboys and stuff and also what is dc's obsession with they have a villain but in the trailer it's not as spiky but then they show another trailer and it is super spiky because <laughs> they did it with dark side because they uh no uh, what's the bad guy from batman v superman at the end um, uh, uh doomsday Doomsday, yeah, they did it with Doomsday. In the first trailer, they show him and he's smooth and not rocky. And then they have to backtrack and go, oh, he grows spikes, so they make him spiky. And then in this one, in the uh, original Justice League trailer, they show Steppenwolf and he's not spiky. And then they've gone, oh, no, he's spiky now. He's got all these knives and shit. I think it just proves the point that DC aren't very good at making movies. And they need uh, no, they need someone like Kevin Feige. No, because they made the they made the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, and I mean you like you um, can't say DC is bad at making movies because they do make good movies. They just have they just have Zack Snyder at the helm, and Zack Snyder is a visual. It's the same Star Wars problem. It's visuals and nostalgia over story and plot, and it's the, it's like characters. Because Zack Snyder doesn't care about Superman and he doesn't care about Batman. He just thinks they're cool and just wants to smash them together. But he doesn't care about building an actual coherent plot that makes sense and makes the character motivations work. Because how does Batman and Superman, the most iconic battle of all time, happen? Because uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor goes, I've kidnapped your mum. Go fight Batman. (laughs) <laughs> like, like come on it's not very inventive That's... really no in the other one it's a political thing it's like oh the government wants to stop Batman so they send in Superman and Batman's a jaded old asshole who just knows that he's gonna get tried to be stopped and he's just taken down an army of like mutants and everything and he's just, it's... And he's just killed the Joker I think in that so it's like what's not to what's he got to left to lose and it's just like and then he gets Green Arrow to help shoot Kryptonite. It's just a better story. Well, what they know? It's just never yeah. going to happen, really, because DC like to do their own thing. Anyway, talk yeah. about streaming services. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3 has been confirmed. Yeah, and apparently they might even be doing a Boba Fett TV series before Season 3. Is that before Which... or after the Obi-Wan series? I don't know what's going on with the Obi-Wan. I know that one of the directors who did one of the episodes in um, The Mandalorian Season 1 is directing... I think Deborah Cho is directing the Mandal- uh, the Obi-Wan TV series. And I think that's going to be a four-part episode, episodic story. Only four uh, parts? I think so. I don't think they're going to do like a full... I have heard there's only one season. Or it's only going to be one yeah, thing. It's, it's, it's definitely going to only be one. I don't know if it's going to be four or eight episodes, but it's going to be quite short. Um... But yeah, I think they're they're they've 
they've had the rumor that they're going to do a Boba Fett show before they do Mandalorian season three, but I don't know how true that is. We'll have to see what the uh, ending point of Mandalorian season two is. Yeah, wait and see. Whether or not that end uh, shot of the first episode actually does anything. So the end shot, was it actually Boba Fett or was it? It's not confirmed, but people are speculating. It's either him or a clone. Because there are clones that are still out there uh, that are, like, iconic. And it's either him or it's the Boba Fett. But because it's the Mandalorian, everyone expects it to be Boba Fett. Probably is. But the reason why people uh, are also speculating that it's a clone is because Ahsoka Tano's in it. And uh, a guy called Captain Rex from the Clone Wars uh, is like a rogue clone that went off and helped Sokatana and everything and so people are speculating that it might be him but then again I don't know I never watched Clone Wars so fake Star Wars fan here yeah no well I can't have a Star Wars fan really I've only seen each film once yeah uh but speaking of fans Brian Reynolds everyone's favorite person in the world is doing something Dan uh well <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Rob Muck Ethan Lee, I might, I've probably butchered that name completely. Yeah, that guy. Um, both of them have been the owners-elect of the Wrexham Football Club in Wales. So this is a football club that's in the Conference League, so they're not a big team, but it's just sort of weird how, you know, blue. Oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds now owns a football club. Yeah, I mean, he owns a lot of companies. He owns a 5G-capable phone company he owns a gin company him and hugh jackman are like best friends and they have a co- uh, hugh jackman has a coffee company and yeah, that man just makes he just keeps buying companies i don't know what's his obsession mm. he'll buy disney at some stage sure nah, <laughs> oh now i'll get my film mm. yeah um but yeah that's about it, about that, it really. I, don't know, just... I don't know much about football so i was like what the fuck is this dad <laughs> why why are we talking about this is it just because ryan reynolds in the title yes yes yeah, it yes, is. It is, yes, yes. <laughs> i mean all the fans are happy about it everyone was kind of going around wearing deadpool masks there was a guy in a mobility scooter in a deadpool costume just hmm. going yay ryan reynolds and then like all praising him for buying the club i mean it's a good thing Good for the town. It, 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 and I suppose it yeah, will bring it money, money into, into it. it. Yeah, it pumps money into it. So because occasionally yeah, Ryan Reynolds will go and see a game. I think he actually quite likes football. Also, someone. Uh, I think one of the things that's good about it is because even if you don't like football, but if is it like a kids' football ground thing? No, no, it's actually football. It like a, ah, well, even then, it's it gives people something to talk about, even if it isn't football, because it's like, oh, I like Ryan Reynolds. If we can talk about Ryan Reynolds and stuff like that. So even if you're not a big football fan, it still gives you something to keep. And then you could go socialize and you can do more things. So it's better in terms of that. Cause even if you're not the biggest football fan like myself, I don't even care. But I'd be like, oh, this is the club Ryan Reynolds owns. So that's cool. Yeah, I think can... the idea behind sort of having a big star like Ryan Reynolds um, come in is try, try to get some money in so the club can actually get sort of a professional league. Yeah. Because it's not out of that that's... position. But yeah, it's just... It's thought it was kind of a kind thing to do, really, by a football club that's yeah. in trouble. And yeah, it's a it's a nice thing to do. Um, is there anything else? I think we've got uh, the new Oppo phone. Yes, this is another another rollable phone. So last week we discussed the LG rollable phone, which looked like it. We had two different rollables: one on the left, one on the right, and the Oppo one looks like it has a single rollable. And also has a hydraulic in it to actually open and close it for you, rather than you pulling on it. I don't know if the LG one did have um, a button on it to make it do it, but it did. Didn't seem like it. I thought it was just a pull. Yeah, the LG the LG one was just came off a patent, so it wasn't um, obvious. Actually, a- whereas the Oppo one was actually a video they released or concept phone. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed they're making it, or was it just a concept? No, it's an actual phone. It is an actual pretty phone. Sure. Uh, it looks like it because they released a video. So, well, it could you be a concept? Because um, OnePlus released a concept phone where the uh, back glass of the camera darkened, so when you weren't using the camera, it would just look black. Right. 
Um, but that okay. phone wasn't officially on sale, which is a concept. Mm. Okay. So I'm not sure if the phone's actually going on sale or if it's just a concept. Either way, that technology is likely going to be used somewhere. Yeah. And I think it works better than foldables. I I think it's a more interesting... I think if they... I think the implementation of this one seems more interesting because it actually has a, uh, a hydraulic or some or like a motor to actually push the screen out so you're not physically doing anything and it seems quite quick from the video that they tested or showed um yeah i think that you know it does look more cool but i think there's also sort of a um practicality side of things whereas an actual affordable there's always um palm of the, the uh the crease on the phone as you're always going to have that on affordable, you can't get rid of it. No, yeah. ma- no ma- amount of engineering will get rid of that affordable phone. I'm sure they'll find at some stage. The only way to do it is just actually get a different display, but they can't do that. That, that, that tone doesn't exist. Mm. Whereas an actual rollable, you won't get that crease because it's rolled up. It's not tight. It's not like a really tight um, angle. So you won't get a crease. And sort of the other problem with um, Folder Wars is the actual screen case. I know LG yeah. would have a problem with the screen case, but the Oppo one that only comes up from one side, you could quite easily attach a case to that. Yeah, and it would just have like a fabric bit. Yeah, and it would actually protect the display, so you would probably have one of those to go with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's interesting, and you know. I, I think phones are getting having to get more daring because currently the only thing that's changing on phones is cameras, and I hate that because the only reason they do that is just to make the back look different because everything looks the same on the front. I completely agree. Except if you like every phone has that teardrop display uh, camera every, unless you're an iPhone user. Well, now everything is hole punch. Yeah, that's the teardrop. Or the, oh, the teardrop hole punch display. Yeah, I meant the hole punch. Um, and, or, and then every camera design on the back because the only thing that if you're holding it up to your head and you're doing a phone call then the only thing that people are going to notice is the actual camera display. But I can't remember who it like, was. Um, a phone company came out with a um, camera phone that the, the actual um, camera actually came out with the phone. Oh, what the little pop-up ones? No, 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 no. The actual back of the back camera came out with like an actual proper camera. The you know the um, or digital cameras you used to get. Yeah, where the, Samsung's done that. Yeah, where the camera popped out from the back of it. Samsung's done some weird things with cameras. They had a phone where the um, camera was like on a hinge and then flipped up. Yeah, that was the A80, I want to say. I don't remember. And then I like the the only ones I like really, like I don't hate the uh, hole punch design, but it does fuck me off. It does piss me off with the, um, like when you're having black bars and then it has to make it so that it lines up. I like the ones where the camera is a pop-up. Those are my favourite ones, where the camera pops up. And I do agree, like, I like those ones. Um, but the only thing is, there's the I can't remember which one it is, but one of them, they put like a massive amount of weight on the hinge to show that it wouldn't bend or break over time. I think that was the OnePlus like, one. Yeah, probably. Uh, but that was interesting to me. But then I was like, that's very stat, like it's not moving or anything, It's just it's just the weight, it's not like moving it's just a steel piece of weight that's just on it so and it's just kind of like if you had that moving would it eventually snap it because of the friction and the motion yeah i i think the problem is just i don't see that's gonna be a problem as much as the motor gonna wear out eventually one day the motor will die and then it just you've got a dead camera well that was the problem with the hinge because it was like everyone was how many hinged rotations can you do before it like wears and tears the actual thing on a foldable uh and then samsung was like oh we've tested it and it's like robots doing it precisely and cleanly and not having any like interruptions or physical like debris or anything in the way and then it's just like americans get their hand on it and just whip it open and snaps <laughs> the hinge and it's just like yeah no the, the, phone the, companies are very careful on the uh, testing they do yeah and I mean, Samsung extremely careful because of things that have happened in their past. And Apple still seems to be doing extremely careful testing, even though I think I've seen, I don't know what it was, but I think I saw a bend test for the um, iPhone 12 
Because apparently that might be bending again, like one of the old phones. Well, I heard I haven't seen by the Max one, but the normal ones. So like the, so not the mini, the not the normal ones don't bend at all. There's no flex in them. Yeah, I I I was just seeing that someone was. I don't know if it was clickbait or whatnot. I think it was I clickbait. I don't think it does, because the phone is very solid. Uh, the reason why the other ones bent it was because of um, it was all uh, aluminium max. And aluminium is a very weak material to bend. I did know someone who had one of those phones and it bent in their back pocket. And I was just like, yeah, and you you call my phone shit. And I was like, Samsung. And so, ah, but your phone bent, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, my phone's not a croissant. <laughs> yeah, my, my phone doesn't just snap in half when you apply the slightest bit of pressure. But yeah. Uh, let's go on to uh, PS5's not coming out on launch day. That was a problem in Italy, or was it? No, it's in the UK as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, game uh, came out and said that uh, basically some of the pre-orders of people trying to get them on launch day, uh, they switched couriers. Uh, so they went from the Royal Mail to a company called Yodel or something oh, like yeah. that. Good old Yodel. <laughs> and Yodel was apparently a terrible courier. Um, and so basically people were getting emails saying, oh, your order isn't going to come until sometime in December or potentially next year. Oh, that's actually really long. Yeah. So... Yeah, Yodel is awful. I remember um, I saw a watchdog of them once and they uh, they had parcels and they just basically kicked them and they just kind of, someone wasn't in so they just threw it over the fence. Yeah, why do you think those ring doorbells have come into place? Because, like, people are just getting packages, like, in America. It's predominantly America because it's just, like, post boxes and then just massive driveways. And then it's just these people just throwing and just... Because they have to do quotas. They can't just stop and put the parcel because they're trying to deliver so much shit. Yeah, I think on, the, so they're we're just lucky chunky. in the UK, really. Uh, every single Amazon driver has to go to the end of it. And if you're not yeah. in, then you have to take a photo by your door saying, I left it there. See, I don't get the photo, even though they... they I sometimes do. They sometimes do it, but half the I time think it depends don't. who you have. Some people just don't care. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're quite good here. Like, I, I've had... Although, for whatever reason, some hide them and some don't hide them. Some just leave my parcels on the front doorstep and some try and hide them behind some stuff. But I had my fucking... £12,000 phone was just left on the doorstep. £12,000 phone? You sure about that? Oh, £1,200 <laughs> phone. Like, the stupid foldable phone that I have, because I got it free with my TV, was just left on my doorstep, in a box, not hidden, just left there. Anyone can come and walk down and just go, oh, I'll take that. And then it's like not... What you fail to understand is, the British would never do that. No, true. We we live in a quite nice country, and also I live down a private road. So it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> I've got those. I've got two of those in my back garden. Yeah, I do live in front of a school though. So oh, I never know. I can make an old old roadman come up and then just take it. <laughs> mm. But yeah, uh, so yeah, PlayStation Fives. I got lucky because I was with Amazon, so I didn't go through game. So I was just mine came and. Got dropped off at my house. Yeah. My mom I mean, I think, I think mine's going to take you know at least two years to arrive. Yeah, because you haven't even ordered it yet. Yeah, I know. If I ever buy one, I will buy one eventually. You might, you might just go, just go for the slim version when it eventually comes out. Yeah, I wouldn't see. It, it depends on what games come out. Because if Destiny Two becomes actually um crossplay, then that's kind of the last game that I actually get to stay on PlayStation for. Mm. And after that, I'd be like, "Oh, well, what's point?" I'm I'm getting pissed off with Destiny Two. I can't. It's still good the story, but I'm just struggling with the actual changes that they've made. It's just... it's not as enjoyable. I don't know why. Like it's very pretty, but they've I think they fucked the car like the enemy leveling because it's just so difficult. To... I died 19 times on the same mission, even though I was above the light level. Because, are you sure you're not bad? No, because I'm good. I normally don't struggle. Like I don't die much. But they've nerfed all my shit. They've made all the enemies overpowered, and they make them all freeze me or just swarm me. Because they've basically they're in story uh, 
reason for it is I think this is why the enemies seem to be so much smarter than they are on the other ones is because the new uh, darkness like embodiment is a person who like has military leadership so they're basically organizing the fallen so that they're more organized so they actually have strategy behind how they attack you so they just swarm you or freeze you and then i think the reason behind all of that is just people were complaining about the game being too easy yeah but they, i don't want it to be that difficult but now i don't want challenge. to die nine t- yeah, I get it, but I don't want to die 19 times in a row just trying to do one thing because I can't, I don't have a powerful enough weapon. I think the problem like, for me at the moment is they haven't released something new for the past two years. Yeah. It's all basically been the same. The same enemy di- type, just slightly changed. Yeah, just like different reskins, or even if you're changing the guns and changing the systems, it's still the same game. It's still the when are same. They, um, when are they releasing the changes to the supers? Because they still haven't changed oh, how the supers Oh, okay, yeah, are. so uh, very quickly. The old supers are exactly the same. They're not changing them. It's only the new stasis one. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's only the new stasis one that's highly customizable. The old one's exactly the same. That's stupid. They need to change that because there's still no way to combat the new super. And it's just dumb. Yeah, they need the to... The new um, super is so overpowered. They need to change the uh, old supers, really. Put one to the same sort of um, scalable system. system. As the first one, like the first one was great. I love the first one's design. But the last time like, they added a new feature was probably Gambit two years ago. And like it or hate yeah. it, it was new. I liked Gambit, but no one ever wanted to play Gambit, so I was just got put with other people, and other people just pissed me off because they don't do things like I want them to. Yeah, what's when having teammates? It's all useless. Mm. Like I was, I was playing it. And all these people just killed... I killed everything, and people just ran in front, got my, like, orbs, and then just died. And I was like, great. So all my hard work to kill stuff, they just steal it all and then die. So it's like... And then I die when I get... Because I just get left on my own and just get swarmed. So even if I do have them, I just die anyway. So it's just like, cool. I don't like playing with idiots, and none of my friends want to play. So I'm just like, great. Why would I play a four-person game mode if no one wants to play? But I, I just... I want them to add something new. Even if they add Person of Elders back in, t- to me that's still new in the sense of Destiny 2. I was so disappointed when they added a Prison of Elders prison break section and they didn't allow you to go back and play Prison of Elders when they fixed it up. Like, come on. You put it in the game and then you tease me and you don't put it back. I think one thing that would actually just get me back into the game properly is if they just add something new. Just add a new game mode or something. Yeah. If you if you actually do that and have put thought into it, instead of just keep doing the same stuff, it will be so much better. Dan, I've thought of the perfect transition. Speaking of new things, new Bethesda games will be coming to Xbox first. Supposedly, from a recent discussion with head of Xbox or Microsoft, Phil Spencer, he mentioned that they want uh, Bethesda games to come out on Xbox first or the better version to be on xbox i i think that makes sense if you own the company you might as well yeah you pay seven billion you should get a, you should get a better game I, I don't see why that's i mean it's not a good thing for a community but it's a good thing for xbox and if you yeah. if you're gonna have it you might as well just um get the exclusives first sony do it all the time they've even done it on new cod yeah the new zombies on slot mode sony there is on ps5 for a year before it comes to piece of xbox yeah uh, godfall is I mean, on bug snacks i think yeah Pop. it's an interesting thing i mean i'm not super fussed because i don't tend to play bethesda games so but i know people who do play it so they'll be a bit pissed because they're all playstation fans so you know it doesn't affect me but it's still not great yeah we'll have to wait and see what happens it's of course only room at the minute but i think it's likely to happen I don't blame them yeah. for doing it. Um, I'm just hoping... Uh, I know the dude who's behind the uh, Elder Scrolls, Todd Howard or whatever his name is, said that uh, they want Skyrim or the new Elder Scrolls to come out on uh, all platforms. So whether or not it's a timed exclusive is one thing. I mean, Yeah, it will be a timed exclusive. It won't be a dedicated exclusive. It'd be too much money lost. The Bethesda games yeah. are way too big for it to be a um, 
just a exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. They would lose because if because Killer and Xbox own it, they would lose more money. Well, I think recently Microsoft said that they'd make all they could make their money back by making it exclusive, but they don't intend to do that. Wow, so, that's a bit of a Yeah, I was like seven point five billion or six billion or whatever it is from one studio. I get it, but you, you like that would only work if Fallout seventy six or whatever it was an actual successful game, and they had the microtransaction level of like a GTA five. Yeah, I mean, thing is, like, we remember is when they, each copy they sell to PlayStation, they still make money from that. Yeah. So, just if you're limiting your sales to the con, the, the um, actual consoles itself. You are going to be losing. And also, a lot they're of money. not going to sell as many consoles as they would on PlayStation. Yeah, and also, because... all the games come on PC anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. No one buys an Xbox because you can buy a PC or buy it on PC, whereas you buy a PlayStation for the exclusives. And if you can buy a Game Pass subscription, and you can play it on your phone as well, why would you buy a console? But you buy like PlayStation will still outsell them, but it's just whether or not people are playing the games on a xbox is the question yeah so let's move on to the uh, next topic of are you a sex expert so danny's going to give me a topic um i need to guess what it is and if i guess right i get some sort of points and if i guess wrong my points go down so currently you're one for one you've got one right and one wrong okay uh so you need to guess just from what the name of it is what the move is and i'll give you i'll give you like if you get close to it, I'll give you the point. So, an alligator fuckhouse. Well, the move is, you said. Yeah. So, if you get close to what this is, roughly how it's described in this piece of text. So, it's an I go on Alab- I go on Urban Dictionary and I find a uh, a sex move, and Dan has to guess just from the name what it is. So it's like it's like a position kind of move thing. It's like a yeah, sort of. It's just roughly how what the move entails and. Stuff like that. So what did you say it was again? Alligator fuckhouse. Alligator. Um, hmm. I think what alligators do. I'm then. assuming it's something to do with biting. Close. Somewhere along the line, or at least something to the mouths. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's like an orgy in a house full of people biting or sucking on things. Okay, you got the biting. So basically, a daring sexual maneuver mid-coitus, one person bites the neck of the other, locks their arms and legs down, and goes into a death roll, all while maintaining insertion like a downshifting a car. Sally, last night Johnny surprised me with an alligator fuckhouse, and I came for an hour and a half. I think the bite might have left a scar, though. (laughs) Okay. So I'll, I'll give you the point because you got biting. But I kind of have to maybe take away the point because you got orgy instead of just two people. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd say overall you're a one point five out of uh, to one. So there we go. That was are you a sexpert? Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me once again. On the oh podcast. no, it's my pleasure. Um, I I I love I love giving up my podcast to someone else and then making my own podcast separate. This is great. Also, check out the big one. Yeah, last week's was great uh, on Friday. It's all about Could We Survive a Des- Desert Island. Um, I highly recommend you check it out. We had great fun recording it. And this week's coming out uh, is a surprise. So <laughs> Wait and see. I don't know what it is. No, I keep them secret from Dan. Yeah, so... Uh... You get his live reaction to my bollocks. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, here they are. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to say that. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, just my Twitter at Frankenstein. Our email at tfpod at gmail dot com. at gmail dot com. Tfepod. Yep. Okay. I haven't done plugs for a while. <laughs> well, so this is your hurt show. You should be doing plugs. What you want to plug? Uh, my YouTube channel, Frankenstein Gaming. Uh, if you want to know how to spell Frankenstein, F R A N K C O M S T E I N at gaming or whatever i'm assuming you, know. you have to do that because i keep spelling your name wrong 
A lot of people spell my name wrong because it's it Google auto corrects it. We need to force Google basically search my name a lot and force Google's search term to not auto correct it back to Frankenstein because it bugs me and it annoys me. I can get whenever you type Frankenstein gaming, it does sort of work, but just typing Frankenstein doesn't work. So if people can search Frankenstein, that would be great. Force Google to acknowledge me as a human being. <laughs> there you go. Make uh, Google great again oh wait yeah and make google great that's that's about a joke uh you can check me out on twitch.tv slash well it's about time gaslight him into thinking his name i still not made a um, stream yet i'm gonna do it when i get a new gpu because i don't think my gpu is good enough yeah i'm still thinking about streaming because i want to stream some ps5 stuff but you know i might stream godfall because i i have that and i want to play that i'll probably set in december when i got my uh holiday yeah, also, if you want to check out mine, it's Frankenstein at Twitch, but, you know, same thing. Basically, just type in Frankenstein and you'll find me. I'm great. I think that, that's about it. Yeah, I'll see you ne- we'll see you next week, or f- see you on Friday, actually, for the big one. See you on Friday. <laughs> see you on Friday. Peace out, Bye. y'all.